Hello, Red Wave. Welcome to Beware of Bulldogs podcast. I'm Caleb, and with me, can you guess who it is? It's Caleb. That is another Caleb. Caleb, how are you? Really good. Good to be here. Uh, love football season, so can never <laughs> complain when it's a dog's game week. <laughs> we just came off a win against Wyoming. Uh, if you did not listen to our recap recap of that, we hit everything. We hit it all. So you can uh, go listen to that recap. Today, though, we are looking to go 1-0 against the Nevada Wolf Pack. We are not sponsored by uh, Coach DeVore at all, but we feel that we are part of – I mean, he's our coach. You are our coach. You are our coach. What is that from? You know, remember that? <laughs> remember the Titans? Remember the Titans, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, so we go 1-0 here at Boer Bulldogs whenever we record. We try to. Right. Red Wave has to have the same mentality. Yep, that's right. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we have the Nevada Wolfpack coming to our place. They are five and one. They currently here, here's would you like to hear who they played and who what they look like so far? Yep. Sure you do. Why not? <laughs> they went to Cal Berkeley and they beat Cal Berkeley 22 17. It's always good when somebody beats Cal Berkeley. <laughs> then they played Idaho State, beat them 49-10. They went to Kansas State, lost 38-17 at 38-17 at the time. Kansas State was ranked top 25. Then they went to Boise, Idaho, and they won by 10, 41-31, big win. They played new they beat New Mexico State, and then they also beat Hawaii 34-17. Looking at that schedule. Caleb and seeing their record, what is what is your first reaction? First thing that comes to mind about this Nevada Wolfpack team, just based off the schedule. Yeah, first thing they took down Hawaii last week, who gave Fresno State a costly loss a couple weeks back. So, um, and looking at the kind of summary of that game, uh, it seemed like Hawaii scored on a couple of big plays, uh, but besides that, their offense couldn't really move the ball. And Nevada didn't have uh, six turnovers, and so that's a good way to uh, not not lose a game is to not turn the ball over. So uh-huh. that, and then you know the the early win uh, against Boise State uh, at at Boise State, that's a big win. I mean, even yeah. if it's not Boise's best year, um, you know they're coming off a loss to Air Force uh, this past week, so. Uh, they have, I think, three or four losses already. So, but still, they're a good team. They're always going to play tough, especially in their home stadium. So that that's a big win too. Yep, I thought the same thing. I I also want to add, Cal is not a pushover. I mean, they played Oregon. They lost by seven. Uh, I, and there's a few other games that they've played that were close. So uh, they've Nevada's good, man. I'm. I'm it's going to be a fun game. Let's let's talk about what we know about Nevada and uh, what we're looking for uh, from the dogs. F- first, what do we know about the Nevada Wolfpack? I think right off the bat, Nevada offense, you're looking at a strong passing attack. Uh, the quarterback, Carson Strong, has really been tearing up defenses this whole season and even the past couple of years uh, as he's been uh, the quarterback there at Nevada for a handful of seasons now. 
So he's a really good thrower. Um, is probably going to get a decent NFL look uh, coming at the end of the season in the draft. So, I mean, he's really their playmaker. He can really strong arm, throw it all around the field. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. I think this is – we have the two best Mountain West quarterbacks uh, in Bulldog Stadium Saturday. And there, there's an argument we might have the two best uh, running backs in – uh, in the stadium as well, Ronnie Rivers and Jordan Mims, but we <laughs> <laughs> no, their running back is also good. Uh, Toa Tawa, the, uh, the pronunciation said it, it, it's sounds like power. <laughs> uh, that's an easy way to do it, but he's, it seems to be, he's has seemed to be around forever. He's always there and he's a hard runner. <laughs> mm. Uh, yeah, runs runs hard downhill. You know, a lot of these skill guys for Nevada, it seems like they've kind of hung around a long time. I, they must have come in a similar class. I believe Carson Strong is a senior. Uh, Tao is a senior. And I think their uh, number one receiver, Dubs, is a senior too. So thankfully, we'll hopefully be getting rid of them <laughs> next <laughs> season. But yeah, a lot of weapons for the Nevada offense. You know, we are pretty familiar with them, especially just kind of hanging around Mountain West games um, this yeah. season so far and getting to watch them play a little bit. It's it's going to be a tough test for the Fresno State defense. Yeah, some names you need to know uh, that uh, line up out wide. Cole Turner is a tight end, and he leads their team in receptions and yards, and touchdowns. So he, he's been great this year. You talked about Romeo Dubs. Uh, we, we saw him last year, great player. And then uh, another guy that has four touchdowns, his name's Elijah Cooks. Uh, he only has 13 receptions, however, about 157 yards and four touchdowns. So I mean, they spread the ball out as well. And it, I mean, they kind of remind me of us a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this is going to be an interesting game because, you know, it's too high powered offense. You know, the, the passing attack has the potential to throw for 400 yards, but the running game is also uh, you know potent too. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, it, you know, thinking back to Fresno State's first seven games, I don't really think we have gone up against a team with as balanced of an attack with, you know, a proficient quarterback. Uh, I think we kind of joked last week that uh, the Wyoming quarterback, Sean Chambers, I mean, his accuracy was just so bad that, you know, it really made Wyoming one dimensional. And um, so this is really going to be a big test for the Fresno State defense because uh, they have to watch out for the passing game and the rushing attack. Yeah. Uh, defensively, they have a good defense. I, this is we shouldn't look over them. And like I said last week, you know we're going to get teams that play us differently. They're going to show show us different things because our offense is deadly. Uh, so once again, I mean we're going to get to all these things in our keys to the game. But uh, do you know any names on the defense side of the ball that we should look out for? Uh, I know the defensive tackle Peterson, he's got four and a half sacks um, coming into this game. So that's a big number for a defensive tackle, um, you know, interior lineman to get, you know, that type of pressure in the backfield. So got to watch out for him. Um, and then, yeah, I think their, their leading tackler right now is a linebacker Henley. Um, so he's got a total of 52 tackles on the season. So expect him to be uh, making some plays too. 
Yeah, I'm going to throw in another D tackle's name, Tristan Nichols. He has he leads a team in eight sack with eight sacks. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, these interior linemen, I, I, our center play and our guard play has been fairly decent. So, but they're going to have their hands full this weekend <laughs> uh, with a combined. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm counting. I'm looking at their interior linemen. One's got eight, four and a half, two. So, I mean, it's stacked. Well, we're looking at 14, 15 sacks just on, on interior linemen. So uh, we have a lot, a lot of work to do. All right. I want to, if there's nothing else that like people need to know about, and we're going to, they're going to, you guys are going to hear about uh, Nevada too. our get to know with Nevada. Uh, we have that coming out. Uh, so you're, you'll learn more about Nevada there, but with this one, what are our keys to the game for the dogs to go home with a W? Number one key, if we can repeat from last week, no turnovers on offense. Yes. Uh, I think that <laughs> it's pretty evident how big of a difference that can make uh, from game to game. Because uh, even when the offense is you know struggling a little bit, like Fresno State did against Wyoming last game, uh, not turning the ball over and giving Wyoming, you know, short field or, you know, whoever the opponent is uh, mm -hmm. giving them short field. That makes a huge difference in making the offense actually go the stretch of the field to score. So that's gotta be the number one key. Hold on to the ball, Jake Hainer, protect the ball. Don't throw any picks and, you know, just play smart. If we need to slow the game down, do it. You know, we don't have to play fast. You know, Nevada's going to try to score a ton of points, you know, most of their games, I think they haven't scored, um, or you know, most of their victories, I think they've scored at least um, you know thirty plus, except for the first game when they scored twenty two. So mm -hmm. they're a high scoring team. So if Fresno State can slow it down, limit the points, that's gonna be big. Yep. I the first thing I wrote down, I wrote we have to score thirty points. You've said it a few times this year, but I, I think we have to score this game. So my key score offense. I we've talked about we want to see them running. I've talked about I want to see them run the ball. You've talked about I, we're Jake Kane's gonna have to throw the ball a lot, and I'm over all that. I don't care how we get it done. We're gonna have to score a lot of points. <laughs> I don't care how it happens. Offense, defense, special teams. We got to score the points. And then second, we need to bring pressure and put a lot of pressure on Carson Strong. Otherwise, we can't let him sit back there and tear us apart. Because uh, if he doesn't have pressure, he will do that to us. So put the pressure on Strong. And make him look weak. See what I did there? And uh, I, I mean, we may have to blitz, and that could leave leave us vulnerable. But I, you know, I'm, we're gonna have to live by live with that. If that's how we can get pressure, it, I mean, if Mosby and Perales can come off the edge and cause havoc, that's great. But we may have to blitz. Yeah, this is gonna be a game where we're gonna see what Fresno State's defense is really made of, because um, it seems like. The Fresno State defense, you know, they need usually an extra blitzer besides the four down lineman to really get significant pressure on the opposing quarterback. And that leaves the defensive backs a little bit more exposed and a little more ground to cover. So mm -hmm. we'll see what the defensive backs are made of uh, if they're able to hang on to that. Um, you know, hopefully Coach Inge is able to scheme up something different on defense to try to handle, you know, all the you know wide receiver threats that Nevada has and 
I think that, you know, if we can take away the passing game and make them beat us on the ground, I think that's going to be big because, you know, Nevada's running back is good. Uh, he runs downhill mm-hmm. hard, but yeah, he, he's not, not a game changer in my opinion. Uh, you know, he's a solid running back, gets the job done. But if, if we force Nevada to use him to beat us, I think that's going to be a, a good sign for Michigan State. Yeah. All right, everybody dance now. CNC Fresno State football factories here. And what is going to make you sweat, Caleb, this game? Give me Jake Hayner's ankle. Um, he <laughs> for another another week, another injury. Uh, another week, another injury. Uh, Jake Jake Hayner didn't look like he was 100 against Wyoming, and um, I think that affected his performance. He's going to need to throw for a lot of yards and really <laughs> spread the ball around um, to be able to keep up with um, the Nevada offense that we're expecting them to score a lot. So. Yeah, last game really was kind of a poor performance and didn't seem like he was able to drive the ball down the field um, like Fresno State had been able to do earlier in the season. So, Jake Hainer, hopefully he can rest up this week, get that ankle a little bit stronger, be a little bit more mobile in the pocket, possibly be running threat, and can make make the difference throwing the ball. So, yeah, Jake Hainer's ankle is what's making me sweat. <laughs> I'm going to the other sideline. I'm going to go to Reno, Nevada. Uh, Cole Turner is going to make me sweat. The the their tight end, he, I said it earlier, he leads their team in receptions, touchdowns, and uh, yards. Actually, I shouldn't I shouldn't say receptions because I'm not too sure about that. But uh, he, and he, yes, he does lead their team in in receptions. I had to, I just had to make make sure. He uh, he's six six. I don't know if anybody knew that he's six six two forty. So if he matches up on a linebacker, uh, it's going to be hard to guard him. And they throw the ball a lot, so he's in all the time. <laughs> yeah, um, he's 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 going to be a problem. Yeah, so Cole Turner is what's going to make me sweat. And I think both of us agree that Carson Strong is good. Oh. We can't, can't say anything bad about him right now. Uh, he may be the number one quarterback off the board uh, in the draft. So uh, him and with him and Cole Turner, I think there'll be some sweating. Uh, what will make you feel better uh, and relieve that sweat? Well, I don't, I, I'm just uh, spitballing right now, but I don't know. Maybe a beer, or does something need to happen on the football field <laughs> in particular? Both, but. Um... <laughs> You know, I think that, uh, I think that, like I mentioned, you know, the Fresno State defense, if they're able to hold their own and really solidify themselves that they're for real, because uh, up to this point, I really don't know what kind of team we have because it seems like the, the, the teams, yeah, because, you know, the, the teams that we've played, it's like, okay, you know, we don't really know what we're getting. They're kind of up and down. Shouldn't have lost to Hawaii, but weird stuff happens on the islands. So, you know, this is a home game, you know, everyone's sleeping in their own bed, you know, we should be ready to play. And so, yeah, what's going to make me feel better is if Fresno State defense starts strong, you know, doesn't allow a touchdown on the first drive. That's Mm -hmm. definitely going to make me feel better. If Nevada connects on a deep ball, which they like to throw a lot of deep balls, that's, that's going to make me concerned. Yeah. We've talked all year long about the, offense starting slow this time we really need our defense 
to come out fast and play hard and all eyes are going to be on the defense. Oh, well, out from where Bulldogs standpoint, but of course the crowd, we, we, we like touchdowns, but I'll be fine if we uh, win 17 zero again. I think anybody would <laughs> that uh, what's going on at the stadium. It's homecoming week. So there's going to be stuff going on all week long at the school. Uh, you know, call your friends, bring them to the game. Get the the other uh, bulldogs, I guess, alum, and then we're also retiring Lorenzo Neal's jersey. And I'm surprised it's taken us this long. Yeah, uh, a lot of festivities going on this game. A lot of fanfare. So hopefully, there's a great turnout uh, for the Red Wave. I think that I saw that they're doing some more ticket promotions. I think they're selling tickets for 22 bucks in honor of uh, Lorenzo Neal's jersey number, number 22. So um, hopefully Red Wave can show up and uh, really be loud. Uh, but, yeah. And if you're going to be a Fresno State football player, make sure you choose a low number just, just <laughs> in case something like this comes up. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it is kind of surprising that it's taken this long. You know, Lorenzo Neal played in the 90s and uh, stud player. And had a long NFL career too. So, um, Hall of yeah, Fame, I Hall believe. of Fame, yeah. <laughs> yes. um, so, you know, he's a you know good ambassador for the game. You know, still, um, you know, loves the school. I know um, Coach DeBoer mentioned in his press conference that uh, they they are bringing Lorenzo in Friday night to um, give a pep talk to good. the team. He said good. that the the last time Lorenzo was in there it fired everyone up um, and that he's just a really good motivational speaker. So I think that kind of gives the dogs an edge um, that we, we got a pretty good, uh, you know, speaker coming into the Friday meeting. Oh yeah. I turn on that guy's highlight tape. That guy didn't back down from anyone. Mm-hmm. What's the weather going to be like? Where can I watch the game? If I'm not going to the game, can you let the red wave know what's, what's happening? I mean, I, I just turn to you now. You're the guy. <laughs> yeah, so we got uh, it's a 4 p.m. Uh, kickoff time, which I think is good. So we'll get a little bit of sunlight fading into uh, fading into the darkness towards to the end of the game. Uh, broadcast wise, uh, Fox Sports Two is the television channel that you can get it, and uh, it's also broadcast on the radio 1340 Fox Sports, Bulldog Sports Network with uh, Paul Patton Cam, our guys, uh, some of the best coverage uh, that's out there. Let's see, weather-wise, I'm seeing a high of 70, partly cloudy. So should be some good fall football weather. All right. I, I mean, I love the fall. You, you, can't, you can't hate on it, man. I mean, sometimes it can get chilly, but I mean, recently, oh, man, it's been so nice. So nice. Uh, spread. You're, you're not going to believe this, but we are a three-point favorite right now. That's kind of surprising coming into yeah. this game. Uh, when I saw that, I was kind of hoping that we would <laughs> be the underdog, but <laughs> I guess we still have a little bit of respect from uh, you know the, the bookmakers. Yeah, I, I wonder what they see. It's going to be interesting to learn throughout the week um, you know, about Nevada, but I do think we match up well against them. Their, their defense is giving up 378 yards a game. 241 passing yards a game uh, and they're giving up 136 yards on the ground a game. So I, I, their defense is not, uh, I, I wouldn't say at the top of the mountain West at, at any, by any means, 
So with us coming in, it's giving us a big opportunity to go out there and make a statement. All right. I'm looking at the uh, ESPN football power index. We they're giving us a 69% chance to win this game. I, 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 I don't know. I, this is new to me. I, I didn't think, I thought it was going to be opposite. Um, <laughs> well, oh, you know, this season, Fresno state is undefeated at home. So home yes. field advantage could be coming into play. Yes. We are three and oh, currently, uh, over under 62 and a half, uh, everything changes when you play Fresno state, <laughs> the red wave knows it. Uh, any fun facts about Nevada and Fresno state in the past? Yeah. So uh, Fresno state and Nevada did play last season, 2020 and the uh, abbreviated season. Uh, this was uh, quite the interesting game for Fresno state. Uh, they had a couple position groups that were just ravaged with COVID outbreaks and uh, prevented the team from trap, you know, those players from traveling with the team. And uh, most notably was uh, the, the kicking duties was uh, passed off to uh, freshman backup wide receiver Magdalena, a uh, local Fresno boy. But uh, yeah, he went two for four on extra points. Um, so considering, uh, you know, first collegiate kicking experience and definitely not a kicker, um, you know, that, that was, you know, honestly, it was kind of funny uh, to see that happen. I mean, we can kind of laugh at it now in that moment. Very frustrating with, um, you know, COVID contact tracings last season mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of wiping out most of the specialists. So yeah, that was interesting. And then, yeah, it's just also the, the stats for the game. Jake Hayner had 65 pass attempts through for 485 yards and two <laughs> touchdowns. So that was a monster game for Jake Hayner. So we would love to see a repeat. Oh yeah. That. One thing I wanted to talk about with you and is our O line. So we, we had us a, a a change in the O-line against Wyoming. And then even against Wyoming, the O-line didn't seem to impress. They really didn't, you know, even they kind of stood out as the weak spot uh, once again. And the coaches in their press conference from, and we were talking about it from what we heard, it sounded like another change was coming. Uh, does that worry you at all? Or what do, what do you think about it? I, I think this could be a good thing actually. It, it's worrisome in the fact that we don't really have any continuity on the line. Um, there's a lot of moving pieces and obviously they, they haven't found the right formula yet because, you know, our offensive line really has not been able to protect Hayner as well as they should have. And they have not been able to open running lanes for uh, Ronnie rivers and, right. uh, and Mims. So yeah. in the press conference coaching staff mentioned that, uh, you know, left tackle, um, Oh gosh. Dante Bull. Like, uh, Dante Bull. Thank you. Um, is most likely going to be out of the lineup and uh, the other Dante, Dante Atkins um, is going to be stepping in. And so yeah, look to see how that goes. I know the coaching staff was happy with the interior line. So the center and the two guards with how they performed, but uh, they were very concerned and <laughs> voiced that concerned about the, you know, both the right and left tackle. So yeah, we'll see. Oh, go ahead. No, I was, the only thing that concerns me is, uh, you know, Aking Bulu was kind of beat up in Wy the Wyoming game. Like, uh, like he wasn't injured, but he was dealing with stuff. 
Uh, I guess you could say he was hurt. He wasn't injured, but he was hurt. And so, and Dante Adkins is listed in the two deep as his backup at, on, at right tackle. So if he moves the left tackle and Akinbulu gets beat up, then, I mean, I would expect Dante to move to left and then Bull and then Adkins to move to right. But there's, uh, so that's kind of what is concerning is if, if we're moving around and we get injured, a starter gets injured, what happens there? But I, I feel like we went through this, we've been going through this for the past two years on the O-line. So it, it feels like nothing new, but it is frustrating a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, overall, you know, we haven't really had any season ending injuries that, you know, we no. can, you know, that, yeah, that's decimated the team so far. So definitely Bulldog fans knocking some wood there that I said that, but um, gotcha. yeah, we can, we can be thankful for, for health so far this season. Hopefully that continues. We talked about Elijah Gates in the pre in the excuse me in the recap for Wyoming and how we liked watching him play. He's listed as the starter again, um, and then last last game as well against Wyoming, Deron Bland got the start, uh, taking over for Waylon Free. Uh, what is your thought with the cornerback? We have Braylon and Waylon, and now we have Braylon and Deron Bland. Uh, what are your thoughts there? It seemed like Waylon Free was kind of getting burned a little bit at the beginning of the season. So that would probably be my only guess there is just performance-based thinking bland is better option cover-wise. And hopefully they're right because, yeah, coverage is going to need to be spot on this week with, with all the passing threats from Nevada. Yeah, I, I say I'm looking at the two deep right now, but it's not going to matter because they're going to have sets, offensive sets with two th- – not three, four, five wide receivers, and we're going to have to line up. Uh, so all of our corners are going to have to be ready to go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that does it for me. We need a score prediction, though, from both of us. What is your score prediction for the game? I think obviously I'm going to pick Fresno State to win. Right. Because uh, we have to. We are beware of Bulldogs podcast. Yeah. Right? Beware of Wolfpack. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I was really going back and forth with what I think because you know part of me thinks we're gonna get another low scoring game. You know, the last couple of games, Fresno State offense hasn't really showed up. You know, it's kind of been mm-hmm. more defensive. But then looking at the numbers Nevada's put up, like if that happens, I think Fresno State's in trouble. So I think this one's going to have to be a higher scoring game. I'm going to say probably you know, 38, 31 Fresno State. So, mm. you know, getting over that 30 mark, but also giving up over that 30 mark. So I'll lock that in as my pick, 38, 31. Okay. And just to let everyone know, neither of us got close <laughs> on the <laughs> Wyoming game. <laughs> Uh, I'm going, I'm going to go 45, 38 dogs. Okay. Um, uh, last thing you're wearing a giant shirt. How do you feel about, uh, wh- what happened to your giants? Well, it's a tough way to have the season end. Um, <laughs> but I think most giants fan can fans can agree that, uh, the season ended a lot better than we thought. I think for me personally, I was thinking this is going to be a bit of a rebuilding year. Um, so definitely exceeded expectations for <laughs> overall season <laughs> performance. But, yeah, definitely tough to lose to the Dodgers in the playoffs on a check swing called strike three. So 
uh, yeah, not not the best, but at the end of the day, it's a good thing it's football season because <laughs> the dogs are still right playing. Off. That's right, the dogs are still playing. They're five and two, and this is a big game for for conference play because yep. uh, Nevada's in the same division, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in the Mountain West. So you know these wins are even more valuable to make sure we have those those head to head matchup uh, and wins, so we have the, those tiebreakers. <laughs> Another thing that comes to mind is Rolovich, the the coach for Washington State, was just let go. And in the discussion on Twitter, they they put a list out of coaches, and DeBoer was on that list of coaches for Washington State. I just wanted to let you know. I didn't know if you heard that or not. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he, he's not going to go. He can't go. Uh, I would be very upset if he went. <laughs> but uh, just to let you know that, and everybody listening, he is on that list. Wow. Okay. Didn't didn't need that to worry about, but we can worry <laughs> about that at the end of the season because uh, we know that Coach DeBoer is bought in one week at a time. So I know that he's not even thinking about that. So no, no, I no no need to worry. No, I don't. I don't think he's going anywhere. I, there's no need to worry. He he he's got a lot to do in Fresno. He just he's just starting. So. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, we thank you for. Oh, and if you see Coach DeBoer, uh, let him know that you're not going anywhere. You're staying right here. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, make make sure you guys interact with us on socials uh, and let us know any thoughts or comments on how the game goes or uh, the final outcome. So we'll uh, read those over in uh, the the recap show. Yep, you can find us on Twitter, Beware, CSUF, Instagram. Boyer Bulldogs podcast, and then go on anchor and leave a voice message for us. And we, after the game, you know, the best one, the best time to record is when you're, you're hot and it's right in that, the middle of the situation and just hit record, right? That's the best one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why we record two days after the game or a day after the game. <laughs> Our recaps just got to be safe. Uh <laughs> Oh, oh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Be safe, stay healthy, God bless. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs.